Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why does making friends as an adult feel so What hard? should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a foreign But that why is was not first good. Home so what do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know, know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Every Girl Podcast. You guys, there is no relationship quite like sisters. You know, you can fight and you can hate each other one minute and then you're obsessed with each other the next. Like it's such a special and unique and kind of crazy bond. So today's episode really made me miss my sister because their dynamic is so fun and just, there's nothing like sisters. Aurora and Sophia Colpo, along with their third sister, you probably know Olivia Colpo, star in the latest Buzzy show, The Colpo Sisters on HBO Max. I personally predict the Colpos are going to be the next huge family of reality TV royalty because they are so personable, entertaining, and obviously they're stunning, but they're also really down to earth. In the show's trailer, they claim there's no boundaries, no filters, and no shortage of drama, and that's exactly the energy that they're bringing to this interview. Today, I'm chatting with Aurora and Sophia about their family dynamics, being together in the spotlight, their childhood, secrets to success, confidence, and of course, we dove into wellness, which they both have really good tricks and tips to optimal health. They're both very into wellness, so I had to grill them on all the things that they do. What I was surprised by is they both have a fascinating background that I actually didn't know much about. Aurora worked in behavioral therapy, and Sophia wanted to become a doctor and became a dietitian. Like, They are so intelligent and well-spoken, but also a lot of fun. And I laughed a lot in this episode. I know you guys will too. They're extremely open, extremely witty, and I just had the best time. So let's get into it. Please welcome Aurora and Sophia Colpo to the Every Girl Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. So I think for people who don't know you guys super well, people are surprised to learn that you came from Rhode Island, very down to earth family. So I'm so curious to hear what was your childhood like? And do you think anything from your childhood helped you to be successful in what you do now, whether it was, you know, a certain way your parents raised you having a big family or any, you know, certain hobbies you had, what from your childhood can you see as has affected you? Oh my God. Well, a lot. yeah. So we're, we're like eight years apart, right? Yeah. So she I'm, raised me. I'm the oldest girl. <laughs> You're the, the, the brother. The mom. So it's interesting because we come from this big family and it was like, can I say shit show on your show? You sure can. You can say it was whatever a shit you want. Show. Our mom <laughs> worked a lot. She's a classical musician. She was always on tour. Our dad mm. was building restaurants from like the ground up, started by just buying his own little bar and then um, has created success with that. So both really hardworking parents, but it was like survival of the fittest and yeah. I would take care of Sophie and yeah. the parents that I grew up with were like different parents that you grew up with. different parents. They were like 30 when they had me, but like 40 with you, yeah. which makes a difference. Yeah. It really does make a huge difference. And we had, our mom just has like the biggest heart. So we had like an open door policy, like all friends welcome in our home, like squirrels. We, yeah. Like other animals, people's animals, whatever. Like, <laughs> literally Think of cheaper by the dozen. Like that was our house growing up, but only five were actually our parents' kids. The rest were just like no, from the I neighborhood. Know. So I think growing up in a house where like our parents, I mean, we had so much love in our lives, but we they raised us to be very humble. Like we never were like yeah. forced to be like perfect versions of whatever they had for us, like ideas for us. They kind of really just free-spirited. Like, yeah. Us but they also were like very intellectual types where they would not, like we weren't allowed to really watch TV. I remember being, feeling like I was bored a lot, but then my mom was like, that builds character. And then of course you <laughs> like, you know, we would make like forts outside. Yeah, and- we always had to go outside. We all had extracurriculars. We played every instrument under yeah. the sun, every sport. 
Oh my like, God. I remember. Oh yeah. We were always, yeah, our parents were always, they had five kids in five different schools and they didn't have a ton of money, but like they researched the school and yeah. really found the class that they thought would be perfect for the kids. So they were like very intentional about the way they, they did the things that they cared about, but they weren't the parents that were like ironing our shirts. Oh no, <laughs> no. I, our parents did the best with what they had and also pursued their own dreams. So like if I wanted to do ballet, my mom was like, you're going to do ballet, but I'm going to find someone to drive you. So we were yeah. always in someone else's car, yeah. like someone's car. <laughs> yeah. And then like, there are a couple of times where it's like dinner and my mom's like, we're missing a kid. Yeah, where is he? Olivia still at swim Olivia lessons. still at swim. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you not super focused on yourself all the time. I feel like we're all very like aware of others because of how we were raised. There was never too much attention on us, which I kind of appreciate. And I want my kids to like kind of, not grow up feeling like yeah. too self-absorbed. Yeah. Okay. I really love that perspective because I feel like with big families, you either hear I had no attention and I felt left out and it's going to be confidence issues, or you hear you have this awareness that there are other people besides you, you know, that, that you're not the center yeah. of the universe. <laughs> yes. yeah. So that's really, I, I like that perspective. That's so interesting. And it sounds like a lot of fun, like that you guys were doing a lot. Um, and I know that they, your parents are in like the restaurant business, right? So to see them go after their own dreams, that's really interesting what you said, Sophia. I would love to hear more about that. Like, was that impressionable for you guys? Did you start having that entrepreneurial bug because you saw them doing that? Yeah. To this day, our mom never passes up a job. And once our dad became successful, like really, she didn't have to work, but she worked so hard her whole life to master this skill as a violist and she's so talented and she loves and is so passionate about what she does she would never pass up an opportunity to work so I think that really taught us like to have your own passions in life like she didn't even consider it work though yeah she wouldn't even consider it work she loves it that's what we saw it was like something that she really loved but that she was willing to put in the hours. Like she would practice for hours and hours and it would be mm-hmm. a, like annoying for us to have to hear. It's like Bach symphony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course the neighbors liked it. Yeah, um, free entertainment. But, sure. um, they yeah. loved it, definitely. And I, I kind of love, like our parents love one another, but they weren't like, our mom was never like like turning down jobs to be obsessed with our dad. No, yeah. And and they kind of gave each other the freedom to pursue yeah. each other's dreams. It wasn't ever like, you know, oh, your job is supposed to be to be home with the kids yeah, or whatever. Never. We had we had nannies in and out for oh. however long they lasted. <laughs> yep, that is for sure. It would be really where it takes a village. That's my mom's like favorite saying. It takes a village. And we really were raised yeah. by a lot of people. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. We're taking very much advantage of some of these or women. I was like, my mom said you could take me a Chuck E. Cheese today. She <laughs> was like mastering like the cuisines of our different nannies. She was like, I want this tonight. And they would go, yeah. But it's nice. Like you, you, you learn uh, how to deal with all different personalities when you're raised by people that are not just your parents. So yes. we never felt like, neglected. No, we actually have my nanny that we grew up with for a while. She went to my wedding mm-hmm. and Our other nanny came to our baby shower. Yeah. Yeah. That's so so special. It is cool to have a bunch of other people that you have all these different experiences and cultures and, and, you know, that there's a lot of other people raising you. I totally believe that, that it takes a village, especially when you have five kids and you are trying to pursue your own interests. Like it's really admirable that your parents obviously succeeded a lot. You know, they were raising kids very successfully while also having their own businesses and their own passions and then having their relationship. So that's really, it's really cool to see. And it's interesting to see how that shows up for you guys and your success. Cause it sounds like you both very much know that you want to love what you are doing for work, which it sounds like what you were talking about with your mom. So is that something that you feel like you took from her is the idea of loving what you do? Yeah. And I think also, I mean, music, just being able to like be creative and like master a skill. I think that's really admirable. I think we grew up, at least I did. I grew up in like the rehe- the green room of my mom's rehearsals and concerts. So I was just constantly like seeing how hard she worked. And then she would hang out with me on her break or take me. I was usually bribed with going to the <laughs> store after, but yeah, it's just really nice to see someone make what they love to do work and not, um, not do something just to make more money. Yeah, like being a classical musician, it's hard. In a way, though, I feel like it was 
for many years, it was very discouraging actually though, because my dad has this way of like, you know, you, this is how you build an empire. Like it's one day after the next and you don't spend any money on anything for yourself and you just save and then you invest. And my mom's the same. It's like you practice every day for two hours. And I'm like, damn, I'm never going to be able to be the best of the best. Like that's just so much. But what I've learned is like, there's not just one way to go about something. And I have great appreciation for people who have, you know, put in the effort and have really like one brick at a time built what they have. But I do feel that like, it's not like no pain, no gain. My parents kind of have that old school mentality of like, it's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to hurt. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, she actually liked practicing. I didn't like practicing. That's why it was painful for me. And it's funny. I know that now as I've grown up, like it doesn't have to be painful. But when I was in school, high school, college, like I had to have a 4.0 and I would sit at my desk and I would study for 13 plus hours. My dad once took my books away from me. He was like, you're done. Like, stop. Really? So you put that on yourself. It's not like your parents were like, you have to have something. Like you put that on yourself. Oh, my parents never once told me to, I don't know. I just, I honestly think I learned it from watching my dad every day sit at his desk, watching my mom every day sit in her chair and practice. Like, I don't even think I realized that until just in this moment right now. All the kids in our family, like if if someone like catches us sitting on the couch, we're like, like, you can act busy, even if you're not like cleaning the air, like just dusting. (laughs) That's so wild. (laughs) No. That's so, I wonder if that's like a generational thing where, where their generation was just so programmed to think, okay, you got to work really hard. You have yeah. to like put in all this effort for retirement. And now our generation is thinking a little differently of like, why do we have to wait till retirement to have a good right. life? Why not have a little yeah. bit well, of good life all the time? Your generation now, I think is changing their mind a little. Cause mm-hmm. my dad says to me, like, they always thought the goal was like, get into the good college. And then like after college, whatever, like I went to grad school, I went to law school for a little while. Then I got another degree in behavior analysis. And I use, like, I literally use none of it. And my dad's <laughs> like, I wish that I never helped you pay for your school. <laughs> He's like, like, I a wish a lot of money. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like the entrepreneurial spirit is just more, I, I feel like it's just proving to be maybe the better route for a lot of people. That's so true. And I think you see that like with social media, people can have their own businesses and it's a different world. So it's very interesting to see. So I'm curious what you guys, especially knowing that you came from this mindset of saying your parents work really, really hard, especially thinking I got to get straight A's, go to law school. Like that's wild. What did you guys want to be when you grow up and kind of what was your career path that brought you to where you are now? It's funny because similar situation. Growing up, I wanted to be a doctor. And then it turned more into wellness and nutrition. And when I went to college, I was really lucky. I knew what I wanted to do. I never had to change my major. But the one thing when I was a senior was, do I want to continue, get finished with my nutrition degree? Yes. But do I want to continue on to get my dietetics degree and be a dietitian? I had started modeling in college and it kind of took me down the route of like using social media as a platform and working with brands and building content with brands. And then working with a management team that was based in Los Angeles. Okay, after I graduate, I'm going to move to Los Angeles because it's also a place of health and wellness. But my life just completely changed from like being in a clinical setting of like, do I want to be a dietitian? The answer was no, because I can mix this with business and entrepreneurship and social media and build a brand. And then now it's completely, I feel like I've gotten away a little bit from nutrition being like, you know, sharing so much of that, especially on social media. But I'm still so passionate about wellness and now mental health is something that really I've learned from my journey with like IBS and my health has mental health has been more of a factor in it than actually like anything else. So in a weird way, I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. I still want to use my nutrition degree. Well, I mean, now we have the opportunity to partner with amazing brands that are, you know, in this world, like Thorne and, 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 a few other, basically both of us still lean into the health and yeah. wellness, but it's in a version we just never knew yeah. was possible, in a way that yeah. we never knew. but yeah. I love it because I can talk about the products that I use and I share like what she was just saying, like we love thorn supplements and being able to work with brands that we use and genuinely love and being able to share that with people and educate them on why this brand is great and why you should trust it. Cause I know those things from going to school, from studying nutrition. I know things that common consumers don't know because they didn't, you know, spend four years studying it and studying the supplements industry. So I am using my degree. It's just so weird. It's not in the way that I have set out. Yeah, totally different than what you expect, which is fascinating. 
And I'm so curious too, because it, it makes sense of like, you knew the career path, you were thinking doctor, you were into wellness, dietitian. How did you know, okay, let me combine it with management team going to LA, like combining it with this influencing. How did you even know that was a possibility? Honestly, it kind of fell into my lap a little bit because I was just sharing naturally, like I'm in school for nutrition, like this is, and people would ask me like, what do you eat? And I would share my recipes. And then like, I shared that I was starting to have symptoms of IBS and people were like, me too, what are you taking? And I just started sharing just like my life, which because my passion really is nutrition and wellness, as well as a lot of other things, but sharing that on social media got the attention and questions from other people. And it just kind of rolled with it and built and built. And then now I just, people know, and people are like, Hey, you bloated today. I'm like, no, I'm feeling good. It's like, it's like the poop go-to. Yeah. Um. Don't you love that? I always will talk about hormones on my Instagram. So people are like, I know at what every phase you are at in your cycle, because you just want to post about it. So I love that you're sharing about poop. You're the poop girl. Like, yeah. no, I, I just, I just <laughs> dropped my kids off yesterday at like some daycare. And I was like, don't worry, share any poop today. You don't need to worry about that. And then some lady was like, like somebody said something to the lady and the lady was just like, it's a mom thing. Like we, we just talk about poop all the time now. Like on that note, people talk about yeah. it. I don't know. I mean, it is what it Why is. Why not? Everybody poops. we got to talk about it. Everybody I'm sure poops. I know it's like, what I, like really, but it's <laughs> yeah. fun to like make fun of her sometimes about that. But. It's funny because like it doesn't fit maybe my image and like yeah. I, do, I do model. I do things it's with fashion. Like and hot girls. Hot girls yeah. have ideas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My journey was like a little different because I was, um, I was a te- I, I got my master's degree in teaching and I was an elementary school teacher for a little while. And then I, um, became a behavior analyst, which basically I would make behavior plans to, um, for mostly for kids with autism, but, um, any behavior really, we would take data, change, um, and change their lifestyle and supplements was a big part of that. My own kids, I started sharing that journey and I had experienced catastrophic anxiety, like after I had my first child and then a little postpartum depression with my second. So I started just having this really organic dialogue with, um, so with my followers on social media and kind of creating this little like mommy community and a lot of, and, and like all of my, my whole career changed from that because people were like, how did you get back into such good shape after having kids? Like, how did you get your mental health back on track? And I feel like just being organic about what has not worked for me, what has worked for me. And then really leaning into like those authentic um, partnerships. And like, we have a new partnership with Thorne that was so organic because Thorne was one of the brands that helped me kind of like reel in my mental health after I had my kids just by optimizing my sleep and um, helping me with different supplements like creatine after I work out, um, different protein powders, um, to make sure that I like all of my vitamins and my proteins and my aminos and everything are, are checked off. And I started taking fish oils and I started taking five HTP, which has really helped, um, with the kind of like stress overload that you can feel when you have two kids in diapers. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'd imagine. Yeah. I can, I can guess that's a lot of stress. That's the coolest part about social media and what we do is like being able to work with people and brands and getting to be on the on the back end of it and like learn about the companies. Like it's really cool. And you like get so involved with it. And you yeah. want people start- to know like, like we're not gatekeepers. Like when my hair started growing back after I lost like all of it from postpartum, like I wanted to tell other moms, like make sure you get the thorn hair supplement because it helped my hair yeah. come back. It's like, why wouldn't you want other people to know that? I wish somebody like, had told me that, you know, you. three years ago when we were in quarantine lockdown, I was, everybody was obviously just sharing what we were eating all day and I was making smoothies. And this was when my IBS was really bad. And I was taking thorn L-glutamine and there, uh, this is when I had to take digestive enzymes with everything that I ate. And that was just because I, that was a brand that I trusted and used and was sharing it. And now three years full circle, it's like, we're working with them. It's like, I know. it's just well, so we really cool. felt That's like we wild. Yeah. Too, it's because like, you, I was yeah. like, our manager brought us the partnership offer and we were like, I love them. I, had a, I was like, is it for supplements? She's like, yeah, some, you can have some supplements too. Like, I asked <laughs> to work with them three years ago and it was a no back then, but now I guess we're good. Yeah. Listen, cool how that comes full circle, huh? That's pretty wild. That is a good manifestation, I think. A great example. You guys are very like badass though. Like I just want to point out how cool it is that you guys have really impressive backgrounds. And I think people that don't know your story and just see you guys as like these amazing influencers and post on social media, 
they don't know that both of you have a really amazing background and like schooling, like education, like great education and great knowledge and expertise in these areas that you're talking about. So I think that's so cool. And you're making me think because both of you had such a very similar experience where it sounds like you just naturally wanted to share and people wanted to know what you were doing for your health, what you were doing postpartum as a mom. Is there like a natural, like, I know that word influencer is so overused, but do you guys think, and I might make you uncomfortable because I'm going to make you maybe have to compliment yourself, but do you think you have a natural ability to influence that is like innate to you? Because I think what you guys do is very different than like other influencers who go set out to become one. You guys naturally had the gift to help influence I people. Honestly, think I it's think be- I do. I don't know. <laughs> like, I was gonna say no. For I me. like the honesty. No, I used to be, and I still am, but painfully shy. Yeah, yeah. Really? Like, voice on a camera. It took me years yeah. to be able to post a story speaking. And even now, like yesterday, I posted something and I watch it back. I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch <laughs> myself. <I'm> like, so <laughs> Stop making you have your like duck ears or something. Like, like, well, that's also why my sisters, I'm the youngest. So my sisters are always like, no, don't do that. It's like your grandmother that's like, let me just look like yeah, everything you. Yeah. Like you're so beautiful already. You don't need the filter. She's like, <laughs> I'm like, I like the lip liner like, every time. So for me, I'm definitely, I have a lot of voices in my head, meaning all of my sister's personality. There's not a sister's voice. There's not a supplement. (laughs) But I think maybe that could be what comes through. Just the fact that I didn't set out to be like, um, I have a personality. Yeah. Like I do my best. I do my best. And I hope people can see. I think sometimes my shyness maybe comes across. You as, come across as genuine. So I yeah, think that that's helpful. You do. Sometimes I, I, I get nervous that my shyness is like, like meanness. And I'm like, it's not, it's not, it's like, I'm actually just like, this is anxiety. I'm not trying to be yeah. like, I don't <laughs> think anxious. I'm that anyone. So for me, I've been the one who struggled the most with this career, but I love it. But it's just, it's sometimes hard for me to share so much of myself, but I also yeah. want to. I'm an overthinker. Yeah. It's so funny to hear you say that because you, even watching the show, seeing you on social media, I would never think Sophia shy. I would oh, never I think that. Yeah, it was, like, like, so it was oh. like last year when I was like, when she finally like be, could order for herself at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and now yeah. that I want that, I'm like, okay, this is just the youngest. And you literally- uh, it is so the youngest child. I know you poor thing, honestly, because it's, it's funny. So Aurora, you are very like, the leader take charge, like yeah. bold. The leader, I was like the OG influencer in my family. So <laughs> it, felt, it felt like it was a natural progression for me. And I'm also kind of a natural oversharer. Oh, and for sure. Like a little bossy where like, I'm just like, not bossy, but just like, I wanted to show, tell people what worked for me and you better do it too. Yeah, <laughs> and you better and figure okay. it out. Yeah. That's okay. Cool. Don't worry about it. Here's my promo code. You don't need to use it though. If you want to. You get a discount. <laughs> if you want it. <laughs> I think that's very classic, like oldest child, middle child or youngest child. Yeah. You know, I like think that's like so true to the personalities. Were you guys always so close or were you, did you take until you were adults? Because eight years is a significant age gap. We were very close when we were little. Like we'd sleep together, yeah. and I would like do her hair and like. Her I was like her mom, really. For but then since she's gotten older, our relationship has changed. But I still have like a maternal figure yeah. with her. Like I don't want to hear her like hook date up life. Date. Yeah. Like wait, <laughs> tell like so Olivia or somebody else, and I'll be like, oh, she's literally like. I'm like I don't want to hear her about it. You can't hear it. <laughs> she's still like a baby, but she um, did my hair for like my first communion. My dance recitals every picture day yeah and I'm still like telling her I'm like you need to share better because you figured out and then when she had her kids like I moved in here for like six weeks when my my nephew was born to just like I don't know I was like this is my turn to help you now yeah she's a yeah. good like um infant sitter holder. I love babies <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh are you like the funny aunt like they are they obsessed with oh, you I, love them. I just texted her yesterday I go it's so late free I want to take her to do potty she didn't get back to me. I go, no, she's busy. Okay. <laughs> I did. I sent you her cow. Yeah. Oh, she's gonna... got a busy social sketch, obviously. Right. You got to pencil it. That's so funny though. It's so sweet to see you guys still having the sisterly bond. I have a sister and I'm so close to her. And it is like, just sisters are such a unique bond. You know, it's, it's a relationship that not a lot of people can understand if they're not in it. 
So what has been the hardest thing that you've had to watch each other go through? Like, I feel like when you're sisters and you watch each other go through things, it's like you go through them too. So what for you each were the hardest one to watch each other go through and how did you help support the other going through it? For me, it was definitely her going through her divorce, which if you watched our show on HBO Max, it's all there. Really hard because first, you don't want to see anybody lose someone they love in a relationship, but also when there are children involved who you love, like as if they're your own, you're not only hurting for your sister, but then also your the babies that you love and also being younger and like not really having any advice that I could give. Yeah. Like, oh, that was so weird. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. <laughs> for you. But, but that makes you feel helpless, which makes it like worse. And also, I think that's probably a little bit of a struggle in our relationship. It's like, I want to be able to give her the advice she can give me because everything yeah. I've gone through, she's gone through already. But for me, I'm just like, I'm here. I love you. Like, yeah. we're going to get through. Yeah, that must be weird as adults because now it's, you've been her baby for your whole life. But now that you're adults, you kind of want to support each other in equal ways. But obviously, Aurora has been through more, so can support you more. But I, I totally get that of you wanting to help out, but not knowing exactly how to do that, because it's a different level. Like, I wouldn't know if my sister's going through a divorce. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. I can't help you. Or has kids. I don't know. She, she does it in her own way, though. Like sometimes you just want somebody to like go to get ice cream with you or like yeah, just, to- just be there. Yeah. And what about you, Aurora? What has been the hardest thing for you to watch Sophia go through? Probably like the same kind of a thing going through a breakup and like I'm giving her the advice and she's not taking it. And I'm like, <laughs> I told you to do, it's going to make you feel better. And then, you know, just things like that. And then also like watching people on social media say mean things sometimes like a, like Sophie, she talked about how she uses thorn supplements to like help her IBS. And like, sometimes she's not always um, like digesting food properly because of her gut issues. And a lot of people will make broad comments like, oh, she's anorexic. Oh, she's this or that. And it's like, and I am always like, I try not to be a keyboard warrior, but it's like, you can never judge somebody yeah. by the way that they appear. Just looking at somebody's weight doesn't tell you anything. You know, you don't, you don't right. know what everybody's personal health journey is. So I think just like trying to support her without being too defensive to people who just are nasty online. Yeah, that's a struggle for all of us because you see comments and you just want to be like, you don't know anything about what she's going through, but you don't want to get in a fight yeah. with someone who's yeah. usually four or five. Who's really <laughs> yeah. And doesn't have a profile picture. And yeah, like yeah, they follow no people in their private. Yeah. yeah, that must be so hard, especially for you guys with the show coming out and you're like, rest in the spotlight that must be so difficult to see the people that you love most being attacked like I people are brutal so that's got to be hard and I know you want to protect each other so to be able to kind of like remove yourself and sit back that must be so difficult but especially about weight like how is it 2023 and people still feel like they can comment on other people's weight no matter what you know like that blows my mind uh, that's definitely, that's one of, I think one of the biggest struggles for me on social media, because it's something one, I have the background in nutrition. Like I had a whole semester on eating disorders and with people commenting things like that, it's like hurtful because I don't want people to think that I'm perpetrating an image of that. And, right. but anybody who truly follows me knows like the health di- issues that I deal with. So I just remind and myself if your health issue was an eating disorder, yeah. that's not something to comment on. Yeah. That's also 100%. a very struggle yeah. that like 100%. nobody asks for. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Either way, even if that were the situation from someone, that's even more of a reason not to comment on it. You know, mm-hmm. like that it's wild. So if you guys deal with that a lot, I would imagine like people just attacking kind of those surface level, easy things. Like it's kind of like yeah. the one thing people can get at is your looks, your weight vacation where are your kids like you yeah. Oh, yeah do you get a lot of mommy shaming yeah, a lot of mommy shaming why is you need to blow your daughter's nose to that that was yeah um, what yeah there's like a lot of there's definitely a lot of mommy shaming and a lot of comparisons to our older sister oh like, yeah you want to be her so bad it's yeah. like i don't i love her yeah she's her i'm me or then people think you're being really nice and they're like, you're so much hotter than your sister. And I'm like, that doesn't make me feel good, actually. I love my what sister. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like like people will say things like that. Like, it's odd. People are odd. People, but you just got to learn how to like dodge the... Yeah. I've personally had to learn how to like not 
engage with Joe Schmo from Minnesota yeah. who said the She's one the mean word. thing. So I'll be like, <laughs> um, but yeah. It's yeah. definitely a learning experience, but it's all, I mean, honestly, for the most part, our communities are so like wonderful. Like I yeah. love my community. I love like the connections that I've made. And I feel like all like me, Sophie and Olivia each have our own little special niche. It's not the same people. Um, and it's just been fun to kind of like cultivate your own, um, your own people who are there to support you and there to kind of throw ideas back and forth, um, yeah. tell us what they want to hear more of. And yeah, so I'm inspired by my, my followers. Like, sure. every day. It's so nice when you get a message from someone and it's like, they truly like, it's a message from, from like a, a close yeah, friend like, of mine. Get it. I'm like, you actually know me. And sometimes I feel so guilty that I don't know them back. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Do like, I, ever so one. Yeah. <laughs> And like, I can't respond to everyone. And like, that gives me a lot of anxiety. I, I like my DMs. Sometimes I just feel guilty. Like I try to respond to, I try to, but there's no way you can respond to all of them. It's my point. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. You guys seem like you have a very engaged, supportive fan. So it's, it's great to focus on that and know no matter what, there's going to be haters and just <laughs> ignore them as much as possible. But I give you guys a lot of credit because I think that's one of the hardest things to have to do is not only for yourself, but then when you see your sisters getting attacked, I think that's, whole other issue do you guys think that that's like a sexist thing is like especially the pinning like you're hotter than your sister you just yeah. want to be like your sister like it's like people have to compare women to each other instead of like yeah. just letting them be yeah and I think it's it's not sisters who are making that kind of a comment because if you have a sister that you love you know that like that is not that's not the way to get under someone's skin like it doesn't yes. you know? it usually is from men those comments it's always from it's, men yeah it's I'm like, not shocked I, like if you think my sister's hotter than me, that's fantastic. That's right. Extension of me, pretty much. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not surprised. I think that's all men who have this idea of like they just have this innate need to compare women, put them in, against each other, and it's it's disgusting, it's honestly. Disgusting. So it's easy, also, because it's like okay, we got a blonde one, we got a brunette one, we got yeah. a. But a darker brunette. Darker brunette. <laughs> darker brunette. <laughs> What's your flavor? We got blue right. eyes. Green eyes. We got brown eyes. <laughs> Pick your flavor. You got it for everybody. <laughs> no, that's that's so hard. But it's great for you guys to focus on the good parts of it and the engaged, wonderful community that you have. Managing fame and working with your family are two very difficult things that you guys are balancing. It seems like flawlessly. Has it been challenging to be in the limelight together or has it made it easier? I think it's been I think challenging, it's but rewarding. Easier. Now it's easier. I definitely think for me, season one of our show was like a really hard time between me and my sister, Olivia. Yeah. And I don't love that that was what was portrayed between us season one, because it, that really was just like a window of it, which, you know, it, it is a reality show. Like it was a window of that time. But sometimes I'm just like, Ah, I want people to know how much we actually love one another and get along. And, and I do think that was captured as well. But when you're working with your sister, and I was also living with her at that time. And that's a sister. lot of sister time. It's a lot. Yeah. So it can be challenging. And then when there's the three of us, like there's always two, two on one side and then one yeah. out. And we use like musical chairs. There's usually like one person that we're like annoyed at. Yeah. And the two of us are talking shit. Wait, ultimately... I think just being in this world though, it's made it easier because you always have like a, yeah. it's like you have your security blanket with you sort of everywhere you go and like a piece of home, somebody to remind you of like who you are and bring you back down to earth. Oh yeah. But we all, we all have like a quarterly or bi-yearly like meltdown and <laughs> mine happens to be on camera. Yeah. So it just depends. Sometimes it's at a photo shoot. Yes. That was Yours my, was. Yeah. Oh my God. Our sty my stylist still talks about that. She's like, did they make up? I'm like, they're good. Like, we'll yeah. literally be in a fight, like getting ready for something. And then when we step into like the outside world and we're like going on to take photos or a carpet, we're like, give me your hand. Like we yeah. just block no, it. No, that was you during our photo shoot. And for that we had for the show. Remember you were just like you wept bawling my eyes out and ran trailer. back to your trailer. I was bawling you, my eyes. Were you stretched about the shoot? That was a lot for me. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. It was something somebody said something. Olivia oh, said yeah, something Olivia mean said. in an interview after I had said something so nice about her in an interview. And I was just like, you're so mean. And I was not having it that day. And I had all my makeup done. And I was like hysterically crying. I had my mom, my manager. And I was so, hula hooping. She was hula hooping crying. I, like everybody was like it's okay. Don't mess up your makeup. We don't have time for oh this. God, yes. Save the makeup, honestly, first and foremost. Yeah. 
mascara. Well, it's, I just think like watching the show too, I'm like, this is just sisters. Like it, it, every sister watching your show laughs, I'm sure through the entire thing because they can identify with it. You know, like that's everything you guys are saying is like just so normal sisters that like you could hate each other one second, you're sobbing because someone said something mean. And then the next second you're like, hold my hand because I'm stressed out. And you know, like it, that's a very normal thing. And then to go through the fluctuations of like, sometimes you're just at each other's throats. Sometimes you're the best of friends. Like I, to me that I'm like, that's just sisters. And I love seeing that in you guys in the show, because instead of having maybe a portrayal of like, everything's perfect and like, we're all happy. And I think you guys have the most accurate depiction of like what being close sisters and being a close family really is. And I love that you shared that. Oh, thank thank you. you. You can always tell who has siblings, like with their response. They're like, wow, you really hate her. It's like, no, I don't. You're an only child. Like you're like yeah. that's what siblings are. Her rebound rate is two seconds. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like those, everything that's like going viral on TikTok. That's like you, like nothing can make me cry because my sister used to shove me in the closet and like tape my mouth shut. Yeah. When I was, you know, like it's like, it's just having sisters. It's how it goes. I always like to ask guests about confidence because I think having a strong sense of self is the missing piece for a lot of people, women especially. So how have you both gotten the confidence to share so much of your lives on TV and online? And what advice can you offer other women who are dealing with coping with the haters or maybe just not feeling confident in who they are? We're going to have such different responses. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. For me, what, what, you were born with it though. No, no, no. I mean, I think for me, what I've learned is that when you are coming from a place that's vulnerable and authentic, like nothing can go wrong because that is your truth. And because of the community that we have from our show and from Instagram and from my um, podcast called Barely Filtered, what I've learned is that I, I help and I make very deep and meaningful connections with people during the times when I am willing to, to be a little bit more vulnerable and put more out there and on the line. And I, and I, I've learned, I think a lot of it is just through getting older, but like you should never, nothing good comes from shame and you should never be ashamed of what has brought you to where you are now. Like every, and every moment we have a decision to, to take things in a new direction and like be born again um, and so I try not to carry around any shame for the things that I've done. And then I, I tell my stories as authentically as I can, hoping that it can help somebody else out. And I think that that's just like kind of the meaning of life. <laughs> I'll mention yeah. that. Yeah. I like that because I think that a lot of people think to, I want to be more confident. So I'm going to hide parts of myself that I don't feel good about and only showcase the good. But I totally agree with you that I think a big part of confidence is owning your true self and yeah. showing that and showing up as your authentic yeah. self. So I love that. Yeah. So it makes us We've all got our shit. <laughs> yeah. I think for myself being my identity for my whole life has always been being like the youngest. And I think I've been very passive because of that and just kind of letting others speak for me and like make my opinions. And I'm really in this last year of my life in the last two years of my life, what I've learned from my relationships and like working and also working with my family I really learned about myself that my identity was wrapped up in other people's versions of me that I let them hold. So for me, I'm really on a journey of like taking back my power and learning that like I am worthy of having my own opinions. I'm worthy of being my own self and and letting other people see that. So I think confidence is like such a beautiful thing that you grow from within yourself, but you really have to be self-aware and you have to take a look at yourself and like see your patterns and realize like, to be confident really means to love who you are as a person and and share that with others. And that's something I think for me that was a bit of a struggle growing up, I think just a little bit. But when you get it back, it's like the best feeling in the world. Oh my God, I couldn't agree more. What do you think helped you kind of step into that power? Oh, I think I hit rock bottom. <laughs> to be completely honest with yeah. you. And I'm thinking about our photo shoot on set with my sisters. I was like, why am I getting so upset at like these little things? And I realized I just felt very misunderstood. And I was like, well, it's because you're not owning yourself. Like you're not putting yourself, your true self out there. Like you really need to do the work, take a step back, build yourself back up, love yourself, let people see who you are and not let other people's versions of you get in your head. Because I think I was getting upset at like social media too, also was extremely toxic and not having having people's perceptions of me not be who I really am, I think really got to me over the last year or two and learning to just kind of 
biggest thing, like kind of one of my mantras these days is you don't need outside validation. You really don't. So that's something that I tell myself on a daily basis. Like you don't need anybody else to, to tell you your truth. You don't need anybody to, to validate the truth. Like your truth is your truth. And that changed a lot for me. I think also it's interesting because you like you were still kind of building your identity when you hopped into social media. Yeah. I was a mom. Yeah. So like, I that's a great point. Like my shtick down where I think it's almost, it's harder for somebody who's like now having to create their identity and not let all these people have a say in it. Yeah. You know, that was a really big that's struggle. A and I remember something I would do, which I should take a note from her is like, I would go back on my Instagram feed and be like, Oh my God, why did I post that four years ago? Archive, archive. And I, and then, I would be like, no, you don't need to be ashamed of the versions of your your past versions because they got you to where you are now. And the feeling of like, that wasn't authentic to me. That was when I was lost and I was letting like outside voices tell me who I was. And how cool though, to go back and relive that of like, I have grown 10 times since then. And I think that's cool just to honor and see that growth. So I, I think that's so powerful to not dismiss or turn away from the versions of you that you were because it all brought you to where you are now. So I I think a lot of people can identify with you, whether it's because they were the youngest child and they could never use their own voice or, you know, other situations that they were never told your voice matters Mm -hmm. and to know how to use that power. So I think that's so important. And what you're sharing is I know going to resonate with so many people, both of you. And I think that's interesting too. And a really good point, Aurora, of like, you had yourself as a mom, like you were older when you put yourself out there, whereas Sophia, you were so much younger, you know, like no. you're still figuring things out. So to have that almost like dichotomy, I feel like is actually a very interesting point. Um, and it's hard to like learn yourself and know who you truly are when social media is such a huge factor of that. And there's almost like those two different parts of your brain that's like, I want to be happy and I want to be true to who I am. I also like, we want to seek validation. We want followers. We want likes. Like, that's a really hard thing. I think I struggle with just having a small social media, you know, much less what you guys have. So I give you a lot of credit for doing the growth with everything that you're up against. Thank you. So the last little topic that I know my audience would hate if I did not address is wellness routines, which you guys have already touched on a lot of your supplements and your interests. So I would love for you to share any rituals, routines, trends that you guys are loving anything that that helps you out, whether it's like before a big shoot or whether it's, you know, struggles with IBS. So give us some tips of wellness rituals, routines, morning routines, whatever it is that you guys swear by. I'll start. So what I do is I, um, I up in the morning, I have my coffee and I have a little bit of olive oil and then I take my vitamins. So I, in the morning I have um, a, a regimen of vitamins that I take every single day. Um, I take my Omega, this Thorn makes a super EPA pro. I take these in the morning. Um, I take two of those and then uh, to take a CoQ10, which is another supplement of theirs that I love. Um, great for like heart health, energy, brain health. Yeah. Um, and then, so I'll, I, I fast after my coffee and then I work out. And when I come back from my workout, I'll have like a little something to eat and I'll have my protein um, powder. And then I take my creatine which is also great for brain health. It helps my muscles recover faster after I work out. And then fast forward to the end of the day, um, sleep is such a huge, uh, I mean, it's, it's really underrated with just how much it helps in every facet of your mental and physical health. I have a little sleep tracker that I wear on my finger. And then I take some supplements to help me wind down at the end of the day. I take, um, I take a theanine, I take magnesium supplements. Sometimes I'll take a melatonin if I need one, um, but not every day. And then one of the things that I love is my 5-HTP, which is the precursor to serotonin. Um, and that helps me get a more rested sleep, but also feel more um, like at peace during the day. It helps to support my serotonin health. Oh, so. I love all that. Okay, I got to circle back to the olive oil in the morning. Okay. Can you the tell our audience? Tell us about this. So many calories. So it's just because I fast, because I do intermittent fasting and olive oil is pure fat. So it can keep me in like a ketosis state. Um, I take it so that I can, so I can break down my, my supplements better. So my, uh, my fish bills, it's broken down better. If you have a fat, something in your, in your stomach. And since I'm not eating um, the olive oil just helps to break it down. Okay. That's a really good tip. I love that tip. I'm also curious, Aurora, do you view or treat your body differently before and after having kids? 
Um, man, I, yes, definitely. My body has been through the ringer. And one of the things that I've learned, I think is just that, um, if you're, you know, there's been times in my life where people have been like, you look amazing. You look great. Look, you're so skinny. And I'm like, I'm, I'm barely hanging on by a thread for people. So like, it doesn't matter what you look like necessarily, but like, um, like strong is the skinny. That's like my mentality. I, I feel like when, if I feel strong, and I get that from working out, from getting good sleep, from taking my supplements, then um, it helps just to, it radiates throughout every facet of my life. Um, and obviously the fact that I was able to birth two children, that's also pretty amazing. And um, people are always saying, how did you like bounce back? There was no bouncing back to be had. I spent both my kids for over a year each. I had, um, you know, I was not able to lose the weight overnight. It, and, and I still, I'm never going to have my pre baby body, but I actually like my new body better because it's just, it's got some cool battle wounds and it tells a, a much more, you know, interesting story than the one I had before. I love that way of explaining it. Like it's telling a story. I can only imagine having children. There's got to be something that clicks. So it's like, my body is so much more than just how it looks to other people. Like it would seem so silly, I think, to worry about that as much as you probably did before. And that's really helped me also just to tap into trusting my gut, like trusting when my body knows information yeah. that maybe my brain is not privy to yet. I We were just talking about this as like new guy that I started dating. I'm like, I don't know, my body is telling me that something's not right. And yeah. like, I got to go with it. Because Your body I, will tell my you. My body, it's like, it's, it's when I was just had my babies, and like a, something would scratch, like my milk would come, like our bodies know how to do the craziest things. Like if they hear like a baby's crying, you can, your body will produce milk. If my body can do that, That's so you know, crazy. like the guy isn't right for me. Red flag, red yeah. flag. Red flag. Listen, especially with dating, I think our bodies tell us more than people realize. It's so true. Absolutely. I'm, oh my God, I'm yeah. 100% believe. I believe my body more than my brain. My brain, has, <laughs> as they say in AA, your best thinking got you here. It's like our brains do not always know what's best don't for us. Don't always believe what you think. Yeah, don't always believe what you think. That's also yes. nice. Believe what you feel in your body. Yes. I think that's the perfect advice. Okay, Sophie, and what about you? Any wellness rituals, tips, routines, things that you swear by? Yes. So I want to share a little bit about my, my past routine when I was really struggling with IBS because I feel like that's my number one requested um yes, please share question on Instagram. And currently I'm not on this routine because I've I've healed my gut. But when I was in college and it was super bad, I learned about L-glutamine just the importance of it in the, the lining of your intestines. And I was dealing with leaky gut at this time. So I needed to heal my gut and to make sure that I was properly absorbing nutrients because when you do deal with IBS, you're usually going to be dealing with nutrient deficiencies. And I was deficient in vitamin A, K, B, and A and K are fat soluble. So they're actually very, it's hard to have a deficiency in these vitamins because they're not excreted as easily as like water soluble vitamins. So that was an indication that like I was having damage in my intestines and I needed to repair. So I was taking L-glutamine and I was taking, it was the, thorn, I actually have it here. It's a powder. I put it either in water because it's tasteless or in smoothies. And I was taking L-glutamine, which is an amino acid. So I was taking that. And then with every meal, I was taking the thorn BPP digestive enzymes to make sure that I was properly breaking down food to a degree where my body could actually absorb it and transport it into like your bloodstream. Because another thing about IBS that a lot of people don't understand is if you're digesting food too quickly, like your body's just getting rid of it, you're not absorbing the food in it. So that can also lead to weight loss, which is a struggle with for me. I was taking supplements to really make sure that I was getting, that I was breaking down food properly and then also replenishing this is actually a stress B complex because one of the other symptoms was uh, my cortisol levels were through the roof, which is an indication of how inflamed my body was. So my inflammation was out of control. I needed to really get that regulated. So it B, I was not only deficient in B vitamins because their B12 specifically is absorbed in your small intestine, which if there's damage to your intestines, like I said, these nutrient deficiencies can really make- uh, <laughs> Whereas like, I'll take one out. <laughs> So these are, these now I'm currently taking are their stress, stress complex, because I've also had like a really big change in my life and I felt my physical health really take a toll because of it. So I'm taking things to help again with cortisol. So stress be complex, farmed GABA, GABA is great for just like kind of relaxing yourself. Glutathione is great for healthy aging on a cellular level. CoQ10, like Aurora was saying, 
this is just great for cellular energy production and it goes, it enhances um, your body's use of glutathione. So there's a lot of things you can take in combination. Oh, CoQ10 for your immune system. If you have any type of an autoimmune issue, you really do want to make sure that you're prioritizing the health of your immune system, which lives in your gut, if anyone doesn't know that. So my morning routine has changed over the years. I'm not as reliant on digestive enzymes anymore. I do struggle a lot with anxiety and really takes a toll um, with autoimmune conditions and especially gut health. So right now I'm really trying to balance like my nervous system and not, this isn't a supplement, but when I wake up in the morning, I will do a journal. I'll do a journal before bed, or I've been listening to Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk. I'll put that on in the morning when I'm like brushing my teeth, washing my face. I love to write mantras and I'll stick them on my mirror. So I wake up and I like say them and I'll write them 10 to 12 times before I go to bed. And the other thing, 12 hugs a day. 12 wow. hugs a day. Wow. Um, You'd be like at Whole Foods at the end of the night, be like, I, know. In. I need a couple more. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things you can do beyond, like in addition to taking supplements that will help your mental health and, and anxiety, if that's something that you deal with, because it will directly affect your physical health. That's something that I cannot stress enough. Something I wish I knew when I was first diagnosed with IBS, because I feel like I was trying to mask all these symptoms when really it was like, okay, pop work on here first and like see the change. You'll feel the change. Yeah. Those are such good tips. And I love that you speak on that because I think when people talk about IBS or any other digestive issue or really any other like health symptom, you only think of these are the actual symptoms of IBS. Like I'm feeling this in my stomach. This is my bowel movements, but it, it affects so much more, you know, like your weight because how you're absorbing nutrients, it affects your stress level. So I love that you speak on all those components. Cause I don't think that you know, all those areas are getting enough attention. So I, yeah. I love what you're doing. I think for me, that was really frustrating seeing doctors that like aren't teaching you that or aren't telling you that. So I was grateful for my background in nutrition because I was able to put these pieces together and also just really, really paying attention yeah. to your body. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that autoimmune conditions usually come out when people are in their mid, early mid twenties. That's the most stressful time of your life. Totally. You're an adult. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, these aren't, I don't believe in coincidences. So yeah. And I'm I think with, also yeah. people realize that like people know the word like serotonin and GABA and that but they don't realize that those are neurotransmitters that are actually first created in your gut. In your gut. So it's even though like the brain gut connection, gut brain access. Yeah. It's, real. it's not really something that we think about, but it's true. It's like a, a gut feeling is you got to trust. Yeah. You're your base nerve, yeah. like longest nerve in your body from your brain all the way down. Like everything is so connected. It's mm -hmm. not, Oh, I have a headache because I have a problem with head. It's like, you probably have a headache because you ate MSG an hour ago, you know? hundred percent. It's so much more holistic than people realize. Oh my God, I could speak to you about wellness for so long, but I'm, I'm going to listen back and like take notes on all the supplements. You guys have such good recs. In the sake of time, we're going to wrap up with some rapid fire questions. So I would love if you could like answer these about each other, kind of like the newlywed game, um, oh. a little fun, little fun, little thing. So first one, let's start with an easy one. Aurora, what is Sophia's favorite movie? One of her favorite. What's your favorite? I watched favorite. it last night. <laughs> really? Uh, can I give you? Can I give her? A hint? Yeah, give me a hint. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hum it. Okay. Mm hmm. Hmm. Is that a hum? <laughs> You're not now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got it. That was actually a really good hit. I, I was like, uh, once you say it, you're gonna get it, and she yeah. got it. I think that was a good one. Great movie. Great movie. Okay. And what about Aurora's? Aurora's favorite movie. You're like not much of a TV girl. No, I know. But I would have to say it's probably something like, um, why do I want to say Legally Blonde? <laughs> it's definitely not Legally Blonde. <laughs> but like, maybe more of a female too. Yeah, yeah we love, yeah. We don't know. She doesn't know. Do you know? Do you know your favorite? I don't think I know my favorite <laughs> person. Yeah. Right? All right. So you've got mail across the board. That's yeah. a good yeah. answer. Normal. I think Nora Ephron can't go wrong. Sophia, what do you think is Aurora's biggest insecurity? Your backwards eyebrow. Oh, I <laughs> backwards eyebrow. What I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's not? <laughs> no, I don't you think... always used to talk about. It. Oh, I know, but those are my. Then I got microblading, so now I'm fine. Oh, she fixed it. Yeah, you can fix that. She's like a very confident person. Like she's not like. That's goals. I mean, I'm like I got one. Melasma? Yeah, I mean, guess so. I have melasma. That's not an insecurity though, but I do. <laughs> She's like something you you deal with. 
She's not like her piece of advice was she's not ashamed of anything. Yeah, I guess that's so true. You don't have the insecurities. Yeah. You don't even have stretch marks. I can't say that. Like you don't. (laughs) Oh, one of my nipples is bigger than the other. Oh, there you go. (laughs) But I don't know. Good insecurity. That's something I'd like to talk to my doctor about. (laughs) Also another thing you can fix. So yeah, that's true. Easy. Okay. And Aurora, what about Sophia's? Um, what's her biggest insecurity? You talked yes. about it. Her probably how skinny she appears yeah. to be right now. Because she's really, yeah. <laughs> it fluctuates. Yeah. My weight, yeah. I would say. Yeah, totally makes sense. And a lot of people identify with that. Sophia, what is something about Aurora that people don't know or would be surprised to know? Ooh, she has the worst sense of direction. Really? No <laughs> left. <laughs> Go backwards. Yeah. Don't even go right. Go backwards. Yeah. Turn around. And run. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do not trust Aurora. That's true. We were driving <laughs> last week, and it's like literally grid system, and we we're flipping donuts in these like five white intersections. <laughs> like, how do you turn a good driver? Because I've had to become one to get out of my my wrong ways. She has her GPS on the car, and I'm like, my phone is the GPS. I'm like, turn right. <laughs> <laughs> listen can't can't win them all no insecurities but not great directions it's all right can't be perfect okay and Aurora what about Sophia's people would be surprised to know that Sophie is like love sweets is a dessert theme. your big sweet How much food I eat? yeah she really she eats like chocolate for breakfast and people think that she tries to like watch her weight but yeah she really doesn't no. <laughs> I think I oh my god I've had ice cream every single day this week Really? Yeah. Do you have like a favorite? Do you have like a healthy ice cream or are you like like just full out like Hagen Dazs, Ben and Jerry? I got some Oreo with some heat bar, some chocolate sprinkles, and a waffle cone. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> that was, awesome. That was, yes. That was at like Very 12 healthy. PM. Yeah. <laughs> I am jealous of you. That sounds unreal. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then last one um, Aurora, what accomplishments or milestones do you think Sophie is most proud of? She likes to talk about her. Bachelor's in nutrition and, and <laughs> I don't even know. She's really excited about her new upcoming um, clothing line that she's going to be launching. And um, I think she's really proud to be my little sister. <laughs> yeah, she's got to add that in there. <laughs> yeah, very excited. She's a proud auntie too. She's oh, like, I she love really my babies. Loves, How could them. you not? Those are the cutest kids. I know. Everybody says that, but I'm not kidding. You have the cutest children of all time. Thank you. Like, wow. They're adorable. Also has a little a little baby too. It's very cute. Oh my god! So my kids got some competition. I just... <laughs> what accomplishment would Aurora be most proud of? Her podcast just launched, barely filtered, right? Yes. And did you first... have to say it right? Yes. You know. <laughs> well, I want to get it, get it yeah. wrong. Spotify. It now. did really really well in the first week on Yay. Spotify. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I knew it would. All right. Well, you guys, this was so much fun. You guys were the most fun sisters. This makes me want to go call it my sister because you guys, you have the best dynamic. It's so much fun to see. Where can everyone find you? Your Instagrams, your clothing line, your podcast. I know you guys got so much going on, including the show. So tell us where we can find you all. My Instagram is at Sophia Culpo for my clothing line. I will be posting an email list. So send in your email so that you can get the launch date. Love it. And find me at Aurora Culpo um, on Instagram, barely filtered on Spotify or Apple. And I like how I was like trying to get you to put my podcast. But we <laughs> we should have said, no, we should have said my kids. My kids are my best. Okay, I'm not going to lie. That's what I was about to and say. Was about to say. <laughs> Babies. Yeah. Like, I'm like, the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Listen, yeah. Fine. We have professional babies and real babies. It's okay. All the yeah. Thank you guys so much. It was so great to meet and talk to you. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having us. Bye. Have a good day. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know I sure did. If this episode gave you any value or you're liking the show in general, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really makes a huge difference for our show so we can keep growing and bringing the content that you love. If you want more info, you can find us at The Evergirl Podcast on Instagram or theevergirlpodcast.com. Talk to you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.